positive notification. It's not only about the child and the family or the parent, the biological family and the child. It's beyond that. There's a lot less still we are using those opportunities to create awareness when people are gathering to celebrate the reunion of family and children. We are using those opportunities to create awareness about human trafficking and modern slavery in the local cabinets. Hello, my name is Antonia and welcome to episode 5 of Let's Talk About It. For those of you who are just joining us, Let's Talk About It is a mini-series where we chat with different experts um, here at Hope for Justice about modern slavery and human trafficking. So for now, we're going to bring it over to Derje, who is our country director of Ethiopia. Derje, thank you so much for, for coming on today. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about the work that you, that you do for Hope for Justice? Uh, thank you for having me on this uh, show. Uh, I'm Derej Zalaka, the Country Programs Director for Hope for Justice in Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. We are doing in Ethiopia with mainly focusing on protecting children and the other vulnerable groups for human trafficking and modern slavery. Mm -hmm. Brilliant, brilliant. I mean, that's such fantastic work, you know, and thank you for all the work that you do as well. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, what the day-to-day -day kind of looks like in, in your role? Uh, in my role, like we are managing more than 10 projects in Ethiopia. We do have six lighthouses for our four boys and six, uh, two or four girls. And there are community prevention projects in multiple regions in Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. So my day-to-day -day activities will be like connecting with project managers to make sure that things are going well mm -hmm. in the project implementation and making sure that children are protected in the lighthouse programs and provided with the care mm -hmm. that's needed for them to, to rebuild their lives and to restore their lives. Brilliant. And in terms of the overall context um, of modern slavery in Ethiopia, what does that, what does that look like? Uh, of course, uh, with the data that shows that there are more than 614,000 wow. people under modern slavery influence in Ethiopia, mm -hmm. this one is like the registered and the assessed and the survey showed that. But uh, we are saying that still there are a lot of people which this number is also we can say like underreported, but mm -hmm. uh, children who are facing child marriage, children who are facing ex sexual exploitation, children who are exposed for exploitive domestic work, children who are being trapped mm -hmm. for sexual exploitation. There are a lot of children, and also there are children who have been affected by border slavery mm -hmm. and human trafficking, as Ethiopia is also a hosting and transit and also destination country. Mm -hmm. So there are the, the Ethiopian context has been affected by the, the other countries, uh, the neighboring countries, because some countries are sending children to Ethiopia and Ethiopia mm -hmm. is using as a transition. And also sometimes Ethiopia is also uh, mm -hmm. being a role as also a hosting country. Mm -hmm. And with the you know significance of, of modern slavery that you said that's happening in Ethiopia right now, what's the kind of different prevention programs that you would run um, with, with Hope for Justice? Uh, with Hope for Justice, we have collected data through like day-to-day -day activities in the lighthouse program mm -hmm. and we identified what are the cause of the modern slavery and human trafficking in Ethiopia and who are the population that affected directly with modern slavery and human trafficking in Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. So we identified that children and women are the one who is most affected wow. by human trafficking and modern slavery. And the cause that we found that the most significant issue as a cause is poverty, economic challenge, the main reason, mm -hmm. and parenting style 
of the family and the, the, the children relationship uh, is another factor. And also we found that the other reason is like having access for education. Mm -hmm. So Hope for Justice program in Ethiopia operating in three regions uh, as a prevention program. And through this program, we are able to support households or economic a strengthening program and currently we are able to support more than 9,000 households through economic strength and through this program we are able to prevent children from trafficking and modern slavery. Around 30,000 uh, children through this household economic uh, empowerment program and uh, it's not only like enough to prevent like modern slavery, the problem is multidimensional. So what we are doing as a prevention program, we are supporting uh, uh, schools in Ethiopia, we are supporting more than 100 schools to provide awareness about human trafficking, modern slavery, and to capacitate and empower children and students to be very resilient uh, and to stand by their own in front of like traffickers and to prevent even their peers. Uh, throughout those, we are supporting 200 school clubs in 100 schools, so those children are gaining education through day-to-day, -day, through mentors and teachers that we provide direct training assistance for them. Uh, the other program that we are working as a prevention is empowering community leaders, government officials to be very proactive for human trafficking and modern slavery and also police officers to identify the spots and to provide support for the victims. Mm -hmm. That's I'm a sure. very comprehensive, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's so comprehensive, all the work really, that you do really as well. It is. And it's so important to have that prevention aspect as well, not exactly. just responding to the issue, yeah. but making sure that that issue exactly. doesn't exist in the first place, yeah. you know? Um, but also in terms of that kind of response that you have, um, not just the prevention work that you do, can you tell me a little bit about, you know, your work with the lighthouses and what happens when, when you find children who are affected by modern slavery and that exploitation um, and how you, how you look after them then? Oh yeah, the, the lighthouse program that we have in Ethiopia, we, as I told you like earlier, we have six lighthouses, yes. uh, three found in the capital city and three are at the regional uh, cities. Mm -hmm. uh, and from the six lighthouses, four are for boys and two are for girls lighthouse. Mm -hmm. So those uh, children who have been uh, affected by trafficking, modern slavery, have been rescued by either the police or from government entities or without straight outreach workers to be identified mm -hmm. on the problems. What we are doing like from identification to providing victim center aftercare and also addressing their trauma and rebuilding their life, we are providing a comprehensive care in our shelter. Mm -hmm. There are trained social workers, counselors, therapists, and also there are health professional practitioners who are providing service for those children. Uh, surprisingly, we are providing service for those children seven days a week and 24 hours a day. So we are providing all the necessity service. Uh, mainly, people are focusing on the physiological need of the children. When we are finding like a victim or survivor, like people are saying, okay, it's better to provide clothes, food or something. Mm -hmm. That's easy to provide. Mm -hmm. But you will not address their trauma, their yeah. psychological need and the damage that happening in their psychological part. So we are tailored, we do have like tailored program to address those uh, trauma and those psychological need of those, those children. So we are providing as, as I indicated, like a holistic support for children to rebuild their life 
And normally, the, the children that we are receiving is preparing for family reunification and reintegration. 98% of children who are receiving service at Hope for Justice in Ethiopia is able to reintegrate with their families. That's a huge number. That's a huge success. Uh, not only about that, the life skill that we are providing is helping them la like to, to be like resilient, to build their skills and to uh, to have like a coping strategy for the challenge they may face like in the future so yeah. that we are uh, strengthening their capacity and to be very proactive and to build their lives. Mm -hmm. So those children are being ready for family reunification mm -hmm. and we are helping them to reunify and reintegrate with community and family members. So brilliant. My goodness, 98% is fantastic exactly. um, of a rate. Yeah. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about how that family integration works? Um, like, what does it look like and what's the kind of timeline from when you rescue a child to yeah. then when they are, you know, reunited with their family? Yeah, uh, normally it's uh, based on the case of the child. Of course. We are case-driven. So sometimes the child may take like more than eight months to recover and to rebuild their life from the trauma they passed through. Some children may show up like interested to, to, to rebuild their lives and to reintegrate back to their family within like few uh, months. So it's in average like it will take like four, six, uh, three to five months for a child to get reunified back to their families. Mm -hmm. So throughout those process, what we are doing like, uh, we are working together with the children to rebuild their life. And when they are showing interest to reunify back, because we believe as an organization, the best place for the children is family. Yeah, so we are supporting them. And it's not only leading by this principle, we are also making sure that there is no any safeguarding concern. Mm -hmm. If the family are the one who is also participating on the uh, the, the, the cry so we should to deal with the children to find another alternative care maybe like a foster care or independently living and having their own life so we do have like stakeholders to to determine the best interest of the child and also consulting the child to to, to make them uh, to to make and to own the decision of, about their life mm -hmm. oh, that's such brilliant work, my exactly. goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure you have so many, you know, success stories and so many brilliant um, things that you've seen, you know, over your time doing this. Do you have any examples of some of your maybe favorite stories that you've you've encountered um, along the way? Exactly. Yeah, I can share you like uh, it's been now uh, eight eight years. Mm -hmm. A child who have been affected by human trafficking with received service at Hub for Justice House in Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I told you, like, we were not only addressing the need of the child, like the physiological need of the child, but we are supporting the children, like to have even a vision, to have a life purpose, to have uh, the life meaning even so that this child, the, the child was very being like impressed by the work of Hope for Justice and also being uh, imparted by the, 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 the workers, the social worker, the project staffs that he received the service. And he reunified back with the family and he was being able to continue his education, was very successful, graduated. And you don't believe now he is the, the executive director for an NGO. And he visited our shelter, lighthouse and coming to the boys to inspire them, to tell, uh, to tell him, that, to tell them like his story, how he grown up. And that was like a massive achievement for the team, like to show 
uh, we were expecting like to replicate our programs through partners in the other religions. We found ourselves like we are replicating our reputation through the survivor that received service from us. So there are a lot of stories we found that after reunification children being able uh, to be resilient and we found those children even be an example to teach to teach the other children on their areas to be uh, very uh, aware about human trafficking at the school, being engaged and being very actively uh, participating. Those are the most significant change that I've observed. Yeah, and I mean, oh my goodness, it's it's what, such a brilliant thing to be able to exactly. educate children so that they themselves know and can spot the signs and can understand, Definitely. you know, when this exploitation may be happening and and try and prevent it themselves and educate sure. families and communities like you sure. like you said. Yeah. Um, such brilliant work. Um, I guess just the very last question I'll say before I, I let you go is just, um, again, if there are any other maybe stories of when families were, were reunited with each other that maybe um, sparks, sparks your memory of one of those just absolutely beautiful moments. Yeah, there are stories like when we are, uh, before reintegration visits, like uh, we are doing a pre-visit. Mm -hmm. So we are communicating the family members to make them ready to receive their children. Uh, one of the, the mother uh, from uh, our survivor, uh, she was, uh, she thought like she may uh, receive uh, the dead body of yeah. her daughter because she already accepted like there was, there was not any communication. Her daughter sent to Addis uh, through the auntie and uh, that she was brought to Addis, the capital of Ethiopia, mm -hmm. to receive better education. But unfortunately, that uh, promise ended up on the domestic servitude. Mm -hmm. So the child faced a lot of exploitation, sexual, very physical exploitation, emotional exploitation, and she denied even the right, like, to a medical right, mm -hmm. uh, like education and the other right. Mm -hmm. So after we, uh, after the police rescued, we received the case and uh, we supported the child to rebuild her life and she showed interest to reunify back and the family, the family was ready. But as I told you, like we have uh, con contacted the family through the, 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 the government officer and we make the family reunification ready. But the mother was not expecting that that's really she is to see, to meet her daughter like after separation of like three years. Yeah. There is not any phone contact, there is not anything information about that and uh, like I've received that that video from our social worker like to see people are gathering and celebrating the mother was shouting and she was like hugging her her daughter so I was saying like okay for reunification it's not only like a mean that reunifying a child with family it's not the healing for the child or it's not a healing for the family only it's the healing of the community it's the healing of the neighborhood it's healing for the people who are i was even wondering to see that the other i may give you like that video and you will see like so that, that that's a great thing to see and even to to think
Mm -hmm. um, oh my goodness, I imagine getting that, that phone call as well, that exactly. your child is still alive after all these years yeah. and that she's coming home, yeah. like, yeah. that's, that's, that's unbelievable. Awesome. Yeah. And thank you so much again to Derje, who is our country director for Ethiopia. And it's always wonderful hearing these fantastic stories and being able to, to listen and share and learn as well. So if you have any um, comments or you want to tell us how these stories made you feel, we would love to hear from you. So next week we have Maggie Cruz, and who's going to be talking a little bit about our Stepping Stones program, which is a fantastic episode. You do not want to miss out. Um, so thank you again. Like, share, comment, and we will see you next time.